The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. So excited to be back with you again in my studio. I really just like to say that, even though I'm just sitting in my office. (laughs) And I have like, I have this story I need to tell you. And this isn't, these aren't stories that typically, well, to be honest, they aren't stories that typically happen to me. It's not typically how I experience the Lord in my own life, but something really cool happened um, last month. And I really wanted to share it with you in this avenue and really just spend some time reflecting, first of all, spend some time glorifying God and thanking God for the many and great gifts, as simple or ordinary as they come, that he gives us continuously. And also spend some time thinking about this this idea of how we are used as God's instruments in the world. You know, we, we hear about that, that we are meant as Christian disciples, as baptized Christians, we are meant to be his instruments, right? His hands and his feet out into the world. And so oftentimes we get confused about what this might look like. We, we see or we read about, you know, the lives of the great canonized saints and we think, well, I can never do that or I'll never be that great. And so we just ride this whole instrument thing off altogether and say, well, since I can't do these great things, then I can't do anything at all. And of course, that's not true. So want to really, I want to share this cool story with you of, of the Lord at work in my life this past month, and then also give us some some. Some, something to chew on this month in terms of what this actually means to be an instrument in the Lord's hands and to go out being his hands and being his feet, perhaps not in great ways, but in these ordinary little ways day in and day out in our life. So before we dive into all of that, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. I'm going to open with scripture. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in every one. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. To one is given through the Spirit the expression of wisdom. To another, the expression of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, mighty deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, varieties of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. Distributing them individually to each person as he wishes wishes, different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. Of course, we need to remind ourselves of this often when we are having those thoughts run in our head of, well, I can never be like this person who's doing all of these great things for God, for the church, or be like this saint who worked all those 
those intense miracles while he or she was walking this plan. And I can never be like that. And so since I can never be like that, then this whole sainthood thing isn't for me at all. These are the thoughts we need to wipe away from our mind. And today's podcast will hopefully help us to do that. Give us something to chew on as we think about this more and how we go out into the world, as I already said, being God's instrument in in very ordinary ways, right? So first, let me share with you this cool story that I'm just really excited to share with you. Um, this month, if you are following me closely and you read my blog on a weekly basis, which by the way, if you don't read my blog and you're interested in reading my blog, you can go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com, and there's a link there where you can subscribe to it. I send out posts every week on Wednesday mornings. But anyway, if you're following me closely and you're reading the blog, then you have probably sensed that I have been rather stressed out recently. So I'm just going to say that. I'm sure that's pouring out of me and some of the things I'm writing because I blog about what I'm actually experiencing in my life today. And yeah, I have been super stressed out in recent weeks. It's just been like a combination of being like way more busy than what I actually should, coupled with um, some unexpected things that happened, you know, in, in my family. And then it's just everything just kind of, you know, catches up with you at some point or perhaps reaches the peak of its intensity. And that seemed to happen really this past month. So anyway, I've been super stressed out. Um, in early May, my family, so my um my parents and my siblings and my in-laws, for the past like 10 or 11 years, we've been running a charitable uh, golf outing for the local Right to Life organization in the county where we live. So we've been doing this for so many years. I think this was like our, I think it was our 10th year of doing it. Um, It comes around every year. It goes every year. We've been doing it long enough that we kind of all know what we need to do in order to make it happen. It's really not that big of a deal because we, like I said, we've been doing it so long and there's so many of us that, you know, many, many hands make, make light work, so to speak. But for some reason, I got really stressed out about it this year. Like, I think it was just falling at a busy time in my schedule. I had a lot of things going on with the nonprofit. We released a new book at the end of April. We hosted this, this, our our first launch with, which I think I talked about on last month's podcast podcast. So anyway, there was just a lot going on at the same time. But anyway, the week of this outing, I was really getting way more stressed than I should have about just all the details that needed to happen before the outing. And I was um, with two of my sister's sisters in law, right, the Wednesday before the outing, which was on a Saturday. And I was sort of just venting, right, just unloading. And they were just listening, being a sounding board to me as I was just venting about these little stressors that really were not a big deal. But that just felt like a big deal at that time because I was stressed out. And my one sister-in-law was joking with me that she uh, she used to help run a, a golf outing when she worked at a big hospital in the city. And she was teasing me that, you know, yeah, we ran this big golf outing. And, and every year I was responsible for bringing donuts for the volunteers. So she was saying, that's the only job I had. I just had to get there early enough to bring all these donuts for anybody who was volunteering that day to help run the outing. And I looked at her and kind of jokingly said, geez, I've been doing this for 10 years now and never once have I had anyone in that role of bringing donuts for the volunteers, right? So I'm I'm just basically joking around and it was a joke about my my our lack of having somebody designated in that role, right? Like that's such an important job that these volunteers have donuts and I didn't even put anyone in charge of that, right? So we're laughing about that and joking about that as I'm venting and working myself through 
the ridiculous emotions I was having related to the stress I was under. Um, so the week goes on and we get, get to the golf course, course early in the morning and we're setting up and I'm sitting at the registration table, finally there and like all ready to go. And my, my older brother is standing next to me. And I remembered this conversation I was having with my sister-in-law and I, I almost even leaned over and told him, said to him, you know, Todd, next year you're in charge of bringing donuts for all of us. Well, before the words could get out of my mouth, the the uh, the players started rolling in, and so registration was picking up, and I didn't have time to to mention that to him. But I had remembered what my sister in law had told me about her role with all these outings, and her job was to bring these donuts. So anyway, we continue with registration, and we get halfway about halfway through um, the registration process. Most of the players, about half of the players, had gone through at that point, and all of a sudden, one of the gentlemen walks up to the table to sign in, and this is a gentleman who's bit played in this outing. I don't know, definitely more than once because his name sounded familiar and I knew I had recognized him and he came up to the table to register and he said, oh, and by the way, I brought you guys a box of donuts. You guys, my jaw like dropped to the floor. I said, what? You brought us donuts? Yeah, it's not a big deal, but I just brought all of you guys, any of you guys who are up here working or putting this on that, you know, any, any of you that might want them, I've got a box of donuts sitting over there on the table and he was pointing to the table. I about lost it. I looked over at my niece who was helping me run the registration table and I'm like, Lydia, did you, what, let me just tell you what just happened, right? So I told her the whole story about my sister-in-law telling me a few days before about how she was in charge of bringing donuts for the volunteers and I've been so stressed out about this and I didn't even have anybody in charge of bringing donuts for the volunteers. And then this man who's never brought us donuts before, right? No one's ever brought us donuts before, who's been playing in this outing more than once, just on a whim, quote unquote, decides to bring us all a huge box of a dozen or so donuts. I told my niece who um, is 16, I believe, I said, now, Lydia, come on. You're not telling me that that's a coincidence. And she kind of giggled, right? And we're laughing about that. I'm like, seriously, that man was just sent here as an instrument from God to bring me something silly like donuts. And I really took that as like a sign that that God was like laughing at me in some way because I've been stressed out about stupid things that I shouldn't be stressed out about, but also reassuring me that like, I've got you. Like all is fine. I took care of signing somebody up to bring the volunteers donuts this year. And also, I'm taking care of a lot of other things too. So breathe and relax, right? And rejoice. So I, I really wanted to come on the show this month um, to really tell you that cool story because God doesn't typically work in my life that way. I've heard of people who he totally does. Like I need $3,600 and I go to the mailbox and there's $3,600. Or, I, you know, I've heard of things happening like that before. Um, but generally speaking, this type of stuff isn't how the Lord speaks to me in my own life. Um, but this time I definitely heard loud and clear. And it was it was just like, again, just a moment of peace and even laughter at how silly I had been with the weight of all this stress and, and how ridiculous I was making things out to be, which really did not need, were not a big deal at all. Um, and anyway, just that little chuckle of, I took care of the donuts for you. So that's my big long way about of sharing with you the donut story. And so what does this actually have to do? Because I do have a point with all of this besides just sharing that story with you. What does this actually have to do with who we are as instruments in God's hands? Okay, so this man whose name was Terry, I believe, has no idea 
probably because I haven't told him this story yet because I didn't have time after the outing was over. What a profound way by bringing us donuts, he was an instrument in the Lord's hands to me. And I want to point out to you guys that so often the same is true with us when God uses us, when God sends us out into the world. Yes, sometimes we are consciously aware of the fact that we are trying to be his instruments in the world. We're trying to be his his loving, peaceful presence. We're trying to be his voice of truth, perhaps. So we're trying to like spread his goodness and his truth and his beauty in the world around us. And we're making a conscious effort to do that. And there's so many times where, like I said, quote unquote, we on a whim, we do these things or we smile at this this person who we're passing in the street or, or perhaps we open the door for somebody as we're walking into the grocery store. We do something like that where we're not really going out our way, our way necessarily to try to be his instruments. And yet we have no idea the way that God might be using us. And so really what I what I want us to leave with this month is the reminder of that. To really spend some time in um, in prayer, in thought, in gratitude about the little ordinary ways that the Lord might be using us to spread his truth and his beauty and his goodness in the world around us, to be these instruments, to be his hands and his feet in the world around us. And then perhaps also spending time in gratitude for the people in your own life who have been these instruments, right? The people in your own life who have showed up at just the right time or smiled when you really needed to smile or let you vent when you really just needed to vent for the day, right? Or told you it was all going to be okay when that's exactly what you needed to hear, that it was all going to be okay. So spend some time in gratitude, thanking God for sending these instruments into your life, like recognizing that this is God. This is God answering prayers. We show up to prayer. We say, God, I'm so stressed out. Make this better for me. Fix this for me. You know, undo these knots in my life. And then these ordinary things happen. And if we're not paying close attention, we don't give credit to where credit is due. This truly is God answering our prayers. It truly is God, in my my story I just told you, signing somebody up to bring um, donuts for the volunteers, right? It truly is him answering these prayers, of course, through us, through people like you and through I. And so keeping that in mind, let's wrap up the podcast this month with a reflection that's in my book, um, volume one of The World is Noisy, God Whispers. This is reflection number 105. And if you want to follow along, if you have the book in front of you, you can find it on page 185. It reads, I have a problem not overdoing things. Yeah, I'm always tempted to push for more. I'm always tempted to say things like, that's not good enough, Julia, you can do better. I'm always tempted to think that what I'm doing, no matter how quote unquote big or how quote unquote good it is, is not big or good enough. Sure, this quality of striving keeps me moving forward and motivates me to always do my best, but I lose balance with it often. Yeah, I often take it way too far. How do I know? Well, instead of it motivating me, it often belittles me. I know this belittling is not from God. Yeah, I know letting this healthy quality of being self-motivated turn into a disordered passion telling me my best isn't good enough is not a working of my almighty father. That's why as soon as I recognize this negative self-talk, I quickly run to God for help. What's going on? I ask him. Why does everything always have to be bigger with me? Why does it always feel like my best is not and never will be good enough? Help me, Lord. Help me overcome this temptation to want to doubt you by doubting myself. 
Free me from the lies running through my head. Show me the truth that is in my heart. Well, after conversing with God like this, following one such moment of heavy temptation to beat myself up recently, two saintly stories came to mind. The first was of a young girl whose life powerfully influenced the great Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Her story meant so much to him that when he was asked late in his life who inspired him, she was the one he gave credit to. Yes, she, an 11-year-old girl who was, quote-unquote, nothing and nobody to the world around her, inspired the man who inspired millions. And just what did this young nobody do? Well, after witnessing our Lord in the form of consecrated hosts being abused, thrown, and scattered on the ground during a time of war and persecution, she put her own life at risk by returning each evening to place the desecra- to the place of desecration to lovingly adore him and properly consume each one. According to the priest who could see her doing this night after night from his cell, on the evening she consumed the final host, she was spotted by the guard, who then immediately put her to death. The second is of a person who played an important role in the conversion of the great Saint Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits. When Ignatius, then a Spanish knight from a noble family, was in his family castle recovering from a severe wound he had received while fighting in battle, he asked for something to read. Since no one could find a worldly book that interested him, someone handed him what was available, a book on Jesus and the saints. That someone didn't write the book or teach a class on it or follow up with Ignatius after he had read it to discuss it further. Not that we know of anyway. No, that someone just handed a recovering man a book and that single action was enough for the spirit to go to work in the life of the man who later changed the church and therefore the world she lives in forever. On the surface, these stories may seem to be completely unrelated to the questions I was asking God in prayer. But as I continued reflecting on them, I soon realized why they were the two stories that God brought to mind. You see, I had been doubting what kind of a difference I could make in the world since I'm just one lowly person whose actions, even if they were great and saintly, would be nothing more than a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. But God reminded me through these stories that we don't all have to be doctors of the church or founders of religious movements or great popes to make an impact on the world. No, God's measure is different than ours. God doesn't measure our greatness by the size of our deeds, but by the size of our love. And he, of course, can do great things with even our smallest, most seemingly insignificant efforts. And well, this, as you can probably imagine, is music to my overachieving ears. And so with that, my friends, I'm going to wrap this podcast up for another month. Please do some thinking and praying about um, and gratitude, spending some time in, in gratitude for the way that God has used other men and women in your own life to help you on your path, to be instruments in his hands, to comfort, to console you, to maybe give you a book that changed your life, like we heard about in the story of Ignatius of Loyola, or something similar. Just maybe perhaps you see somebody at Mass every weekend, and you notice like, like they're always lost in deep prayer. And maybe that is inspiring to you to want to grow in your own life of prayer. Again, all of these are things we can turn to God and say, thank you, because he's using these people, whether they realize it or not, as instruments in his hands. And also spend some time thinking about how God might want to use you. 
perhaps in ways that you will be consciously aware of, perhaps in great ways and big ways, and perhaps by doing something as simple as bringing some random people you don't know a box of donuts. Who knows? Who knows how God might want to use you in in your life and in the weeks to come? So spend some time thinking about that. It was a joy being with you again today, a joy being with you to tell you what I am now officially and forever calling the donut story. I love it. And shout out to Terry if you happen to be listening to this podcast, because I am going to email it to you. (laughs) And um, thank you again for for filling that role for me, for taking that cue, whatever it was in your own heart, to bring all of us donuts. The Lord spoke powerfully through you, my friend, and it was a voice of such peace in what was chaos in my life at that time. So thank you. And now let's go ahead and close this podcast in prayer. This is the prayer that closes that reflection that I just read to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Help me to breathe and enjoy the journey you have me on, Lord. Remind me often that my mission, even if small in the eyes of the world, is great in your eyes. May I never again doubt the impact you can make through me, whether what you ask me to do is as simple as handing someone a book or as noble as risking my life to honor you, whether what you ask me to do is as praiseless as changing a dirty diaper or as praiseworthy as running a multi-million dollar company. Whether what you ask me to do is as unnoticeable as praying silently at home for my family and friends, or as noticeable as traveling the world to share your good news with others. You are the master builder, Lord. I am your humble servant. May I trust that the purpose of my life will be great in your eyes, no matter how purposeless it might seem to be to me. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.